everybody. Welcome to this October Spooky Weird Bit. Right? Yes. This is going to kick off our hollow scream mm-hmm. month. <laughs> hollow you? Weird World. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. We're going with that. Okay. Fine. Ah. Fine. I'm instantly outvoted. Um, <laughs> so this is going to be our first Halloween start of the Halloween season or Hallow World World. I can't say it. Oh, There's no. no. Point in even trying to say that. Hallow Weird World season. Okay. And then next week for our first full episode of the Hallow Weird World. We will bring you <laughs> our second annual fact or fiction. With a little twist this time, now they're going to be all real, except you're going to have to spot the one fake rather than the other way around last time. So stay tuned for that. We'll let you vote on it through the end of the month and then reveal the fake at the end of October. I say we reveal it on Halloween. Okay. Sounds good to Ooh, me. Ooh, yeah. All right. So let's start, though. Start off the season with something a little strange. This weird bit is about the, well, let me see if you can guess it. Have you ever uh-huh. heard of the Kurdicha? No. Nope. Don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Probably should have checked that first. Did not. <laughs> yes. It's spelled K-U-R-D-A-I-T-C-H-A. And I think it's oh. both singular oh. and plural, by the That's way. That's exactly how I expected it to be spelled. All right, then. It's a kind of shaman of some of the Aboriginal tribes of Australia, most particularly Central Australia. And I think this particular name is applied to the Arunte people. Okay. Let's go with that. It's the belief system of many indigenous Australians holds that there is actually no natural death. There's no oh such my. thing as natural causes. All death is caused by some act of evil spirits or some kind of a spell. Oh. There's some kind of a spiritual cause of any end of life. So do they believe people would live forever? I Otherwise? don't know. I'm not sure. He's not an Oriente <laughs> expert. Okay. No, I'm not. Often, dying people will say the name of the person who they believe brought this evil upon them and is causing their death. Oh, shit. Hmm. Deathbed confession. Tell me about it. That's, that could deathbed accusation. That could be a problem. That's true. As we know, as we found out on this podcast, deathbed accusations and deathbed confessions are almost always bullshit. They're not the kind of reliable certainty that people think they are, that the, the fiction thinks they are. There's been lots of lies told on the deathbed. Well, so I, I don't think it's a given that they're almost always. Oh, you, know how, yeah. you know how many Jesse Jameses <laughs> there are and D.B. Coopers, as we found out. Well, I mean, of course. Come on. Well, okay. Do you know how many deathbed confessions that well, are so mundane it. that we I, you would I never hear about them? And I, therefore... I'm sure there are some. But exactly. All the prominent ones, because if there's been 10 Jesse James deathbed confessions, at least nine were lying, probably 10. Yeah, so. I understand that. And there's no been, probably, probably been more than that. So sometimes, God. though, if they don't name the person, sometimes certain signs point to the person's enemy who caused their death. Don't get me wrong. It's not like this happens all the time or or even most of the time, but sometimes it does. Sometimes there's a deathbed accusation. Sometimes uh, someone in the tribe thinks they are seeing signs that point to someone in the village perhaps having caused that death. Okay? Okay. When this does occur, the leaders of the tribe may call in a kurdaicha. Kurdaicha, or plural. 
or most of the time it's a small group of Kredaitja. And these folks will avenge the persecuted and bring justice. The key method for securing this revenge is something called bone pointing. And the thing they use is sometimes called the Australian death bone, or just the death oh. bone. Oh. Okay, so something happened. Somebody needs some vengeance. The tribe, then the tribe sort of, I guess, elders get together and they get a bone. And I'll go into this more in just a second. But they basically prepare a bone with the appropriate rituals. <laughs> they send the Kredaitya to seek out the culprit and point the bone at that person, which oh, will cause God. that person to die. Oh, so the target sees the bone, sees this, the, the Kodaicha pointing the bone at them, and it might, I mean, they instantly know death is certain. They might, it might come very soon. It might even take weeks or months. Or but years. But it's going to come. <laughs> or years. No, no, no. It's not, well, you'll see. Typically, though, the victim becomes listless, apathetic. They, they just, they're resigned to their fate. And often, they even refuse food or water because what's the point? Hmm. Sometimes, though, rarely, as it is, the victim escapes the uh, bone-pointing ritual, and they recover and don't die. When this occurs, though, most people assume it's because the Kredaitja or maybe the tribal elders who prepare the bone screwed it up somehow. Hmm. They didn't do the ritual right. They didn't prepare the bone properly, whatever. There was some hiccup along the process, and it was the process's fault, not the lethality of these of this method. Or maybe it's a false accusation. Is that never I hadn't thought about that. an option? Mm, I don't know. That would take a lot to admit that you screwed up and that's why the person lived. As we know, in American jurisprudence, okay. rarely yeah. does the DA who went after or the judge who sentenced an innocent person say, oh, you know what, my bad. That happens, I don't know. What do you think that percentage is? One in a thousand? I don't know, but we heard on a dateline it we happened did. in Wichita, Kansas. And we were both stunned because yep. almost never, every time there's, there's a clearly innocent person yeah. convicted, the DA you know, prosecutes a second time or, or a third time, yeah. or in, in the case in Georgia, seven times, or Mississippi, rather, seven times. So, yeah. But good for you, Wichita. You yeah. have a fall or a... That was one specific wrongful conviction unit or whatever. So there was a man named Kanjika. He was an indigenous Australian. He lived in the Arnhem Land region in the Northern Territory. And he was one of the more recent victims of the death bone. Wait, can I ask you? Sure. Are you talking in the nowadays? Well, let's just, let's, let's, let me, uh, this next uh, sentence, you'll know. Oh, okay. So, he had not been injured in any way that the doctors could see, and so they flew him to a hospital in Darwin in 1953. Oh, gotcha. They detected no poisons with modern toxicology screenings and tests, and in fact, there was just absolutely nothing wrong with him that they could find. He was fine. Yet, over the next four days, Kenjika writhed in agony, and slowly but surely, his health just got worse and worse. And finally, on the fifth day, he died. His death was preordained when Kurdaitja was assigned to his execution, essentially. I'll tell you in a second what he did, but the tribal leaders would have secured an appropriate bone. So he's about six or eight inches long. The more, the more needle-like, the better. It usually comes from a kangaroo. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Sometimes an emu, sometimes a human. 
Sometimes it's carved from like human shin bone, for instance. Oh. Sometimes also they use wood, which seems like cheating, (laughs) but occasionally they do. So again, the the straighter and the more needle-like it is, the better, the more fit it is. So they turn the bone into a shiv, basically. No, not really. It's it's, it's usually carved pretty thin, so it's not, if you really stab someone with it, it would probably break. Oh. So not a shiv, Carrie. Okay. Carrie knows about her shids and other prison yes, weapons, I, I believe. <laughs> she did time. She did do a little bit of time. She doesn't like to talk about it. We don't like to talk about it, but she did a little bit of time. She, uh, she orange was the new black dit for just a couple of years stretch in a medium security prison. She doesn't like to talk about it, though. Do you want to know nothing here? <laughs> we'll do a, a very special we'll episode to, a very, one of these days. <laughs> Carrie's time in prison. So a strand of hair would have been threaded through a hole in the rounded end and secured with resin, kind of like a glue. Kind of like a needle. Very much like a needle, yeah. Sewing. Then the um, tribal leaders would have weaponized the bone effectively through a ritual that only certain male members of the tribe were ever allowed to know. Of course. Yes. Well, Carrie. I mean, can you imagine if women had control of this kind of death bone? Huh. Goodness, all hell would break loose because men have been shown by history to be much less violent. This bone, hopefully everyone knows that was sarcastic. <laughs> hmm. This bone is then given to a kundaicha. God, I'm messing that word up. Or a small group of kundaicha to carry out the execution. See, what? Uh, that, wait, was it kundaicha? Oh, shit, was it? <laughs> Here, look it up for me. N- what? I don't have my phone. It's charging. This out. That's what you said hey, earlier. I know. I thought it, I did. You were saying Kondaicha earlier. I, I was, now it's Kondaicha. I don't it's know. It's Kondjika. You're mixing it up words. I spelled it multiple different ways in my notes. The guy's name was Kondjika. Yeah, he was Kondjika. Yeah, it's Kurdaicha. Kurdaicha. Okay. His bone is then given to a Kurdaicha or a small group of Kurdaicha to carry out the execution. Usually it's about two or three would join the hunt. And if the Kurdaicha have to hunt down the condemned man, they will, because often the person knows they've been condemned, and they will flee. They'll take off. Sure, hmm. I would. Yeah, sure. Uh, would you? Would you? If someone was going to kill you with a bone from afar, would, would you I flee? flee in terror? Yes. Well, yes, if, if I believed it would work. Okay. That's key, isn't it? If you believed it would work. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. The Kurdaicha will put on some white slippers made of cockatoo or emu feathers. Cockatoo? A bird? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? Are those native to Australia? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, that's what? Okay. Cockatoo? What sort of thing is this? What kind well, of crazy thing is he talking about? People's pet birds and they... Yeah, oh, really? Part. Okay, Carrie. So you think all cockatoos are pets. You think there are no wild cockatoos. Mm, you in America. Monster. Yeah. Yes, Actually, do. there are lots that's of feral cockatoos. Yeah, probably in lots Florida. Of all kinds of macaws, parrots. Remember that, that yeah. it was by our friend Larry's house? Uh, I mean... 40 or 50 hmm. feral, what were they, parrots, I think, or macaws. They're very colorful. Conyers. Living in the trees. This is Orange County, California, thriving and growing and multiplying. They do it. You should see Florida. Yeah, Florida's I saw, good I saw a parrot in a tree in Switzerland. Oh, Did you cute. know? Mm-hmm. That was an escaped pet, Carrie. That's you probably should have rescued it. These were flying around free. So they'll also put on some human hair. Ooh. And kind of, again, resonate to their, their body. Their bundles. And they go on the, the track of the victim. This Yaki is what bundle. they wear. Hmm. They coat themselves in human blood and kangaroo hair. And they wear a mask made from emu feathers. So they are a very 
striking appearance. Are there pictures of this on the internet? Why not? Probably. Well, Not very many, pictures? actually. No, very oh, few, to be I, honest with you. Can I post a picture? Will there be something I can post? We'll try. Okay. We'll try. They tip- I'll go to the library. There's probably a book that's okay. got one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll do it old school. Old school, okay. They typically prowl the app back for their victim, in, again, in groups of two or three, but they are notorious for they just will never give up. It takes weeks, months, Damn. maybe even years. They will keep on the trail. Is this their main job? You know, I don't know if they also are perhaps construction workers or the like, <laughs> but back in the olden days, they were effectively shamans, so that was their, you know, their primary role. And uh, they were calling kind of a special assignment. Are they also healers? Cuz they're that a different kind are. Wouldn't make sense to No, me. they're not. It's a different kind of shaman. Oh, okay. There's a healing shaman and these kind that were not the opposite of that. Yeah. I don't think you'd do the same thing. Because I don't think you could be a healer and an executioner. Probably not. Jive well. Probably not. You know what? Maybe a sitcom. He's a doctor. She's an executioner. <laughs> Together there. <laughs> what do you think? No? Oh, that sounds Come disrespectful. On. Natural conflict. Of the indigenous culture. No, I'm talking about an American sitcom. I understand Okay, that. well then, no. Stop it. No. So when the Kurdaicha finally do corner their quarry, they go down on one knee... And they point the bone at the victim. <laughs> Lily. <laughs> the Kurdaicha will then do a brief chant, and that's it. That pointing with a little chant, when you finally find your victim and they're with an eyesight of you and they see you doing it, that's it. That's what kills them. The victim immediately sees this, knows it's too late, he's dead. The Kurdaicha then return to the village with the bone, and they burn the bone ritually to, I guess, complete the process or just get rid of the evidence. I don't know. It's like ditching a gun in the lake. I don't know. So Kinjika's death came in much the same way in 1953. It seems he had an affair with, um, I think, a cousin. So it was incest, essentially. Their, the mothers, no. their mothers, he and his, his partner, their mothers were both the daughter's of the same woman, but okay. they had different fathers. Oh, okay. That makes, is that cousins? I, I'm terrible with Half family cousins. trees. Mm-hmm. Half cousins. Okay, so still, that was too close for comfort for the Aboriginal tribes, which, remember, they're very small populations, so too they had very comfort. What did I say? <laughs> comfort. Sure. <laughs> when accused of this, King Jika had fled his village, but it was no loose. The Kurdaicha chased him down, and he died inexorably in that hospital in Darwin, even though it was a modern hospital. Lily. Uh, even though it was in a modern hospital with the best available care and technology. Hold on. Yes. Only he got, got, not the, per- the other person. That's a good question. I don't also know what happened to the other person. Also guilty of the same crime? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was. Huh. Maybe that person, I don't know, died in just, you know in a rural area and didn't come to the attention of people. I'm totally guessing there. I don't know. Hmm. This, I mean, he was in this modern hospital in Darwin, so it became kind of a, a thing at the time. Yeah. That would be odd for misogyny to work in the woman's favor. That would be strange, wouldn't it? Yep. There are other versions of, of the pointing bone in Australia. One is from the Murray River, which is down in South Australia, where the 
Ngadhundi tribe would secure the bone of an animal eaten by the targets. That's how they did it. So he ate a chicken, whatever, threw the stuff out. They'd go secretly get a bone from that chicken, and then they would coat that bone in cod's eye. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They would coat a cod's eye. So the Murray <laughs> River had a type of cod, right? They'd catch a cod, take the eye out of, the, of that cod, and they'd also go get the flesh of a corpse, a freshly dead corpse. Human? Human corpse, yes. Wow. And corpse would, is human. Yes. Yeah, usually. You don't really talk about kangaroo corpses. T- typically. Typically. What are they called? Carcass. Uh, carcass, there we go. Well, that's species. No, it's there not. Go. There you go. I'm going to be species. I'm a human. <laughs> <laughs> they would coat these two things in a kind of paste composed of fish oil and red ochre. They would then attach the eye and the flesh to the end of that bone they got from the chicken he ate. And there was more. They would then soak the bone in the liquid from a decomposing corpse. Uh, what the hell? You have to figure this is the same corpse that they got the flesh from. Let's hope so. For anyway. convenience well, sake, really. Do they really? just keep a decomposing corpse on hand? I, they just have, you have case? to have one. Maybe you have to wait. Well, I don't know. It takes some time. You have to be patient. You yeah, know, there's always die. somebody dying in the yeah, community. Yeah, it's common. Come on, Carrie. It happens. the circle of life. They then put the bone near a fire to let the paste melt and the eye flesh kind of thing blob drops off, okay. right? So now the bone is ready. Oh, okay. This okay. was all the preparation. There's the prep, there's okay. the bone prep, yeah. It's not clear if this was used by this tribe for the bone pointing. In fact, it's, it appears they were not. So what happened is that the shaman would take this bone and would scratch the victim, and the victim would die from infection. Wow. So, yeah, not, not as I mystical mean, as it... not funny. No, it's not <laughs> care at all, as a matter of fact. Laughing. Why her first response was laughter, we don't know. It's probably part of her prison reaction, her prison defense <laughs> system, true. I think. They're, they're very I hardened mean, in prison. If they just want to give somebody an infection, there are less complicated ways of going about yeah, it. Yeah, but you think about that. that. What a great ritual to present it with this... You know, kind of. I mean, maybe it's, you, the shaman, know you're just infecting this person. This person is dying from infection. But tries people believe is is a magical, mystical thing. So, yeah. Almost all religions started with that kind of a thing. Where let's just wow the crowd, and they won't understand. It's quite a mundane explanation. Yeah. So, like a lot of those those Celtic, oh, you know, stone ruins found. They had holes in certain places where at certain times the sun would come in and do things and the, the priest would know when and why that's going to happen and they would amaze the crowd with yeah. those kinds of feats of scenic magic. So another tribe called the Neil Jerry did something similar with a sharpened human bone and they also used a rotting corpse and essentially it's the same thing. They would scratch the victim with it while the victim was asleep and they would die from infection. Hmm. <laughs> There's also, by the way, lots of African tribes have something similar to this as well. And even something of one day I want to do a, a full episode on the evil eye, by the way, which is a similar kind of idea behind it. So boning does not work in Australia on the uninitiated, you know, non-aboriginals. There are stories of two early white settlers in the 1830s, the late 1830s, I think, being boned to death, death boned. I don't know what the <laughs> There's word is. a better way to yeah, say that. Yeah, phrasing, probably is, please. Probably is. But both are disputed. In fact, one of them, his name is Enoch Pegler. And he, it turns out, he was said, the rumors were that he, the uh, uh, Aboriginals death boned him, right? And he died. But it turns out he kind of 
stumbled onto one of their rituals, just a, a different kind of ritual, drunk out in the outback there somewhere. And they said, you need to leave. This is not for you. He said, no, I'm not going to leave. A drunken, belligerent white guy. So they stabbed him. Oh. So the stabbing is what killed him, but somehow rumors got connected to it as being yeah. a, a bone death. The other well, one, the other supposed one, I think the next year is also highly disputed that it was uh, caused by boning. More recently, an Australian writer who wrote a lot about the supernatural, he argued that a person named Lewis Lassiter, a white man, was death boned in 1931. Is that name ring a bell? We yes, haven't done it yet. It does. One day we'll do Lassiter's Reef, which is oh. the tale of the. Well, if it was real, maybe the richest gold vein in the history of, of, of human mining, uh, certainly in the history of Australia, where he stumbled onto, he said, this incredibly rich gold vein, and then spent the next few years trying to find it again, allegedly. His health deteriorated, and he died in 1931, and this writer, the Australian writer, said that was because a local tribe had death-boned him. Mm. It's probably a little more to do with the fact that he was essentially abandoned in the outback with little food or water and then died shortly thereafter than it did with any kind of a death bone ritual, which most people think this guy just made up. Conservative Prime Minister John Howard was ritually executed by an indigenous Australian in 2004 via bone pointing because the indigenous guy did not care for John's policies. Wow. So he killed him. John has not yet died. Oh, but it'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. No, but he was. I guess it was, it was written about at the time. He said, yep, I killed him. He's going to die soon. He did not. Oh. So as, as far as anyone knows, no white person has ever died from this. Again, obviously, the modern interpretation is that bone pointing causes death by psychosomatic forces. Right, you have to believe it. You, yeah, absolutely. So the descriptions by the, of the victims are just, it's, it's horrific. It's, it's very painful. The target... Sees that feather and fur clad Kurdicha sees the bone pointed. Here's the little ritual, and then it's like thousands of years of belief just kicks in. And the victim, and is this all confirmed and it's happened and verified? It's, yes, I'll tell you in huh. a second, but yeah, it's, it's happened many times. Not just Kinjika is, is semi modern, too. Huh. Occurrence the victim will go, his eyes usually bug out, he, he, often they'll throw their hands up. In defense, like they're warding off an actual physical thing. Like, and, and they really do believe there's like a physical force coming in toward them, invading their body, just like if they were throwing spears at them or something like that. And they, they try to defensively ward it off, but it's not going to work. So, you know, they, sometimes their eyes go glassy, their face gets distorted, they can't even scream. They go into uh, tremors or spasms sometimes, and they might throff at the mouth and then collapse. But usually what happens is that they then just become listless and apathetic and slowly die. It's like they're letting themselves die. It's like they're willing themselves yeah. to die, essentially. And it's supposed to be, pain. they're writhing in pain and moaning in agony through most of it, like uh, Kinjika was in 1953. He was he said to be in pain the entire four or five days. When's, do we know when the last one of these I do occurred? not. I do not, but one source I read said that in modern times, in, at least in the Northern Territory, it's pretty much gone from South Australia, but the Northern Territory, which is a little bit, was more recently settled, they still train nurses how to deal with someone who thinks they've been bone pointed. Well, how do, how do I, the nurses deal with it? No, yeah, okay. Sorry, I didn't get that <laughs> down that sideline care on the, the medical technique. I have no idea. Huh. The, a good talking to. So 
the it's but again it's very 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 rare but there are at least it's modern enough where apparently right they are prepared for it but just because this is a unfortunate topic dealing with death and execution that shouldn't stop anyone from profiting off of this dying practice right now you can go online and buy a real life (gasps) pointing bone from an antiquities dealer as i saw i stumbled onto a website with this of course you can terrifying they're rare, so they are not cheap. One 19th century example on sale right now is about eight and a quarter inches long, and it has like a braided cord of human hair coming out of its, you know, its its whole end. Yeah. And at the end of that human hair are some emu feathers. So they're being sold as like artifacts. Exactly. Not like do it yourself. <laughs> well, I hope not. Death but you kit. know what? <laughs> yeah. If you have access to a credite and a righteous cause, yeah. maybe you could. I feel like part of the process is making the curtain, making the death bone. That's a huge part of the process. But yeah. presumably, so, if this is a legit death bone, if it really is, oh, that process was, was done. Yeah, I don't know if this is if it was used. Who knows? Yeah, it is though. The pointy end is placed on a nice black kind of a little base there so you can stick it on your mantle your desk yeah. or whatever and impress your friends mm-hmm. so have at it rich asshole um, yeah, how expensive are they not cheap no. they, they, they didn't say a price no, in I this one <laughs> this one didn't say a price which I, I read elsewhere that they're they are bought and they're very expensive yeah and this one didn't have a price so it's kind of like if you have to ask you can't afford it yeah I'm surprised there's got to be something fakes on amazon.com I don't know if it's just Amazon.com, Carrie, but um, yeah, probably. Probably on some antiquities, oddities yeah, marketplace. This, this was an antiquities dealer's website. Gross. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Y'all gross ass. You know I'm going to do a search. Okay. <laughs> you go for it, Carrie. <laughs> that is the story of the Australian death bone, which I'm not Ooh. sure is an official name for it, by the way. Apologize if that's not the accepted Well, that's educational. Name. Well, thank you. Hopefully it's a little bit, just kind of easing into the Halloween spirit. It does kind of a mystical quality yeah, bones. to it. Yeah. Kind of the bone, there's bones Death. here. There's people getting killed. So yeah. Murder, arguably. Magic. <laughs> so again, next, uh, well, just a few days actually, we will upload our first, first Fact of Fiction. And then yeah. after that, we're going to do some scary stuff and supernatural stuff and monster stuff for the rest of the month. You know, Halloweeny stuff, or as they say, Halloween world stuff. All right, <laughs> for the rest of the month. So hopefully you will enjoy that. Until next time, see you later. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.